Hello and welcome to episode 24. This one finds you back in the cold UK after being in Greece for a few weeks and travelling through Greece and doing a bit of sailing around Corfu. So I'm not going to lie, I actually cried when I got home, although I had only had three hours sleep. I want to talk about the emotions. This is what I actually want to talk about. I feel like I'm back on a timeline that I was supposed to be on and I got diverted off. In this episode, I want to talk about the wounds of injustice because they're really powerful. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. Emotions from the ending of an emotionally abusive relationship are so powerful and that's what I want to look at today, particularly the wounding that happens and the wound of injustice. It isn't pleasant, the ending of anything, whether it be a relationship, job, etc., when one person makes that decision and the other person isn't ready, there's a process of, of of catching up. But when you've been in an emotionally abusive relationship, this isn't just getting to the same place as your partner is. These are poles apart. It's a whole different dynamic. And for somebody standing outside the relationship, they wouldn't understand. If you're divorcing an emotionally healthy person or relatively healthy person, you wouldn't be searching for answers. Relationships break down every day for so many different reasons. It might be due to people having an affair or it might be to due to money issues. It might be that one person's life changes and they want to make different choices or a death in the family. Sometimes couples just grow apart. But with an emotionally abusive person, it's very different. From the moment that couple came together, there was a connection made and that connection was a false connection. It wasn't created mutually, it was manipulated. So when the real victim noticed something or raised an issue, they were told that they'd misunderstood a situation or their feeling was wrong or that the abuser was so very sorry. They were never gonna do it uh, anything to hurt them again. And it's like that mark on the carpet. You start to get used to it and over time you don't see it. This relationship or these relationships are a false representation of something manufactured. And it was duplicated over time. So the abuser moves from one relationship to another, seeing what works and what they can get away with, where they went wrong. And they duplicate or replicate that relationship. And they notice the things that don't work and they change them. So your relationship was a version of a previous relationship. It might be a V6 or V8, like a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Each one has an upgrade of, uh, of some sort. They might move because there's more money involved or a better home, or it might just be that this next relationship is a stepping stone 
a resting place until they've secured their next upgrade. If they've moved on, you might have been the V6 and the next person is V6.1 or possibly 0.3 or higher if they've had affairs. They're waiting to fully secure that upgrade. They know enough about you to see or to use um, things against you to trigger you. They want to see you broken. They want you to stay trapped. They don't want you moving on. And they know through the idealization stage, and I've said this so many times, how to push those buttons, how to get that reaction. That reaction to them is their fuel, it's their supply. It tells them that they've still got power and control over you. So part of their fact-finding mission when they were twirling you around that dance floor and the cycle of abuse was to see how far they could take you before they got a reaction. And each time they pushed you to a limit, they pushed you further and further, and then one day you wake up and it's all over and you've run out of something. It could have been energy, it could have been money, who knows? And you're probably walking around with trauma bonded to them, waiting for them to come back as they have always done before. Only this time is different. This is the final discard and they have finally moved on and you're left waiting. Because during the idealization stage, they always came back. So you wait. Your body is waiting for them. Your mind is waiting for them. You might be over this relationship, but it causes a trauma, that waiting with anticipation. Or you might be waiting and hoping and waiting and willing this to happen. And so you've put your life on hold. You're waiting by your phone or you're staying in. And then perhaps you start to realise that perhaps this really is over and they're not coming back this time. And this might trigger a wound of injustice. Like other wounds, this one creates an emotional reaction within you. And I've used this analogy so many times, like children in a chemistry class and the teacher brings out various different chemicals mixed together, you get an explosion or a reaction. And this is what happens. We are all a bunch of chemicals and our emotions and these reactions are held in our skin. The wound of injustice is likely to originate from a mother wounding if you're female or a father wounding if you're male. If you have followed any of my work, you will hear me talk about the original wounds. And I believe these relationships happen because of the modelling that we saw as children. What we've experienced, the way we've treated, might be that you were a golden child. It might be more likely that you were the scapegoat. I also believe these, these relationships are our biggest guides and they will help us repair and reparent ourselves if we allow that to happen. The wound of injustice starts to raise in you. If you're watching your abuser looking like they're living the best life and you may feel the injustice of this, how can this be fair? You gave up everything for them. You put your life on hold. You put your hopes and dreams on hold to help them fulfill theirs. And when you have nothing left, they've replaced you. Where is the justice in this? And if it couldn't get any worse, you hear about a smear campaign that they've launched as an attack on your character. This feeling of injustice originates from the child not being allowed to be themselves or to express themselves as a unique individual. The relationship itself comes from perhaps witnessing something very similar or being treated in a similar way to the way the abuser has treated you. Treated you. And this is why when people say, why didn't you leave sooner? This is why you didn't, because it feels familiar. 
the feeling of injustice is not being recognized or appreciated for your unique value that you bring to this world. And you as a child grow up to believe that people appreciate you not for who you are, but for what you will do for them. If your wound of injustice has been triggered, it's likely you will seek justice on what seems right in your eyes. The wounding may appear as perfectionism or an aim to be the best or to be right or correct. And it can come across as controlling. Yet deep down, far from wanting to control others, you actually want to make sure it's fair for everybody. So this wounding actually has its roots in childhood. Uh, I speak a lot about the original wound and a lot of the work that I do is around going back and removing those roots like I describe them as a Veruca. And if you leave a little part of a Veruca, which is a virus, if it's left in the skin, in the foot, it waits laying dormant to be triggered again. And this is what happens with these relationships. Somebody else turns up, they display this behavior. And as they start to morph into who they really are, you know, dropping their mask, you, you're already trapped in there. You're already in that relationship. And some of this abuse, although you might highlight it, some of it actually feels familiar. There's this wounding of injustice that happens. How fair is it that you've given up your life and your hopes and dreams on an empty promise, the fake future? So if this emotion is coming up for you, I want you just to sit for a moment or when it does sit for a moment and just track it down in your body and then have a really honest conversation with it and ask where's it coming from what's driving it remember this if there's a smear campaign out against you they've told everyone that you're crazy and they will be trying to provoke you to get a reaction. So stay focused on your goals, heal wounds. You can use this process as a place to understand what ways they've trapped you. They will make up stories about you and they will claim what you did to them. It's probably actually what they did to you. And when that happens, your first instinct might be from this wounding of injustice and wanting to tell the world and set this right. Stop and ask what it is that's triggering you. What have they said or done that's making you feel this way? And ask what is it that you're feeling? And just like you would use a tourniquet to stop poison entering into your body or stop blood from a wound, you sort of need to do this with the abuser as well. Remember, this is a play and you might be in a scene preparing for a courtroom drama or a scene where you confide in your best friend. Ask what happens next. Start to understand what you really want from this process. What is it that you need to happen next? These wounds are invisible, but you can feel them by leaning into your body by dropping into your body, tuning into your body. You will feel the pain, it feels so real. It feels, it could be that it feels like somebody's kicked you or punched you on a standing on your chest. It isn't fair, there is an injustice that's happened, but use these emotions to help guide you to heal on such a deep level that you can create the most amazing life. Look at me. 
a few years ago, I had no idea I was going to be sailing Greece. It's something that I wanted to do from the age of 21. I actually wanted to go flotilla sailing. And then I was given the opportunity to go sailing about 10 or 12 years ago over a period of time, a couple of years. And then I put it all on hold for the fake future. Even a few years ago, I never thought that I would be on a course sailing around Greek islands and I was doing my competent crew course. It wasn't on my radar a few years ago because I was in so much pain. But healing those wounds and reparenting has somehow moved me back onto the correct timeline that I should be on. And I'm hoping that you can find and heal those wounds as well. If you need any help, reach out. You can contact me via my website. You can join me on Facebook in the Divorce Sanctuary. And I'm just in the process of setting up a membership site and um, you can join me there. Or at some point next month, you will be able to join me there. And if you're listening in uh, much later, then yeah, you will, hopefully it'll be up and running. This is what I feel that is my biggest gift at the moment, is to be able to help guide people to heal that wounding, to see where these roots come from and not only heal the wounds of the relationship, but go much deeper and heal them from the childhood as well. I hope you found this useful and I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.